Okay, so let's move seamlessly now. Sorry to interrupt your ceremony. It's nothing personal. I just want to devour your god. This is like some gravity treatment. M-O-L-M-M. That feels apocryphal, but I'll take it. No, it's true. Don't look it up. Don't look it up. That is made for undiscerning days. I'll just auto-tune that, put a little guitar solo at the end. Perfect. All right. Six hours later. Y'all done got digitally painted. You done got digitally painted. Welcome to Men of Low Moral Fibers holiday special. I don't, we call it different things every single year. I think we called it the Oh Momfi Night. I don't know, Jay, do you remember the previous year iteration? Some reference this? to Life Day. Um, a very Momfi Christmas. End of year spectacular. End of care. End of end year. Of year. End, of, end of care spectacular. Jeez. Weird. My, I don't know. My wife works for a hospice, so yeah. you think... And <laughs> some end of care spectacular. Oh, yeah. The, the, that's what she throws occasionally. <laughs> wow. Oh. <laughs> Happy really New start. Year's and everything. So anyway, uh, we are going to chat for a while today, knowing us of probably way too long, and give out mm. some uh, awards for 2019 about some of the games that we played here. And I'm joined by Corrigan Vaughn. How's it going? Hi, it's going all the way from New Jersey. Yeah, yeah, East Coast, East Coast, and then all the way from Fort Worth, Texas. Jason Helms. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> there he is. I, it's going well. I am. Cor- I am doing well tonight. We're just all over the place. Core, are you enjoying these late night recordings? I, I, yeah, it's very late for both of us. Right. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. The two sick people who are up way past our bedtimes. Welcome to my world. <laughs> Valid point. All right, onto the show then. Uh, let's speed things up. First of all, uh, we will have a, our nice little bloopers and uh, our mixtape of hilarious and uh, colorful things, not for mixed company. So uh, we want to say a quick thank you to all of the guests that joined us this year. Jay, you want to start it off on our long list? Absolutely. Uh, our first thank you goes out to Sean Thompson for uh, guesting on our Night in the Woods episode, our very special Night in the Woods episode. Oh, so he fun. shared... Uh, just the tweest game of all time. And oh. we tweed like no one had tweed before. We did. Mm. We tweed hard. And that's the end of the list. So uh, thank you to our our consistent listeners uh, and friends, Tyler, Richard, Nick, probably our moms. Who knows who else? But thank you for, for following us My along. sister. Oh, yeah. Ed, of course. Yes. Thank you for listening. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, uh, the mm. guest who actually just stuck around, Corrigan Vaughn. <laughs> thank you so much for joining the pod full-time as our third host. We really appreciate you having you here every, I was going to say every month, but it feels like every day we're texting about the games we're playing. So well, yeah, it's a pleasure true. having you here. Yeah, I am notoriously hard to get rid of, so uh, I'm glad to uh, glad to still be here. Podcasts are like fish. Uh, after three days, you make them a co-host. <laughs> that's true. Also, I grow to the size of my tank. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. Good I mean, Sean's guested like three times, so he might be hosting next. Watch out. There you go. God I don't know who gets kicked off. I don't think it's the, I think it's just whoever's kind of like lagging. So it might be Jason. We'll see. <laughs> He's pretty sick. Okay. On to the awards. All right. The 2019 awards. How many do we have? It goes to letter J. What is that? 10. 10? That's 10. That's 10. Hey, look at that. Oh, what a uh, nice number. Right? It's a round one. The first award, the LA Gear Lights Award for the most nostalgic game of the year. I will go first. And I went with kind of an easy, chalky one here with Curse of Monkey Island. Uh, and it just felt like that was a game Corey and I played a lot in high school. Jason and I, we played it a bunch in, I don't know, before then, whenever it came out. Uh, and it felt like every single, like every painted background was like just glorious nostalgia. I remembered every single 
scene, every single puzzle. It was super easy because I remembered everything from that game. Uh, and just like every line of dialogue, I felt like I was quoting before they even said it. So that to me, and shout out to Bill Tiller who did all the, uh, the art design, especially the backgrounds in that one. But that was definitely the, the nostalgia fest for me. What about you, Corey? So pretty. Yeah, I mean, that's obviously the same for me. I My game experience is limited, so nothing about the gameplay on any of the other ones or anything else, well, aside from the pinball and Yoku, uh, was in any way really familiar to me. But like you said, we played a lot of Monkey Island. And as I said, when we played through it, this one I actually did remember a ton of more so perhaps than even the other ones that we played. So it was like the one that really like took me back. Nice. So yeah, definitely that. Nice. Uh, I got to go with friends of Ringo Ishikawa, mm, which uh, yeah. came out in the last couple of years. Sure. But it was <laughs> nostalgic and feeling. That was a game about nostalgia. Yeah. Oh. Right. That was a game really? about the nostalgia of uh, the games it was based on about uh, old Japanese games that have been translated about uh, beat em ups and that are sometimes yeah. RPGs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and I think that was a game that really was about nostalgia. Uh, that's Ringo's story as well is he can't grow up. He can't get past what he used to be. Uh, so yeah, that's my nostalgia game. You know what game it reminded me of that maybe we said it on the podcast and I already forgot, but was, <laughs> uh, was it called POW or prisoner oh, yeah, of war? Yeah, totally. For original Nintendo, I believe. And it was this total side-scroller. I mean, so many games were like that back then. The Turtles in Time and thousands of others. But yeah, Prisoner of War was one of the first ones I ever played. And it was very simple. You had one or two guns. I think it was a machine gun and you could throw a knife, I believe. Yes. Just the basics. Much better as an arcade game. Yeah, what else do you need? Machine gun gun and knife. Right? Exactly. So I remember that never getting past the first level of that game. It was an amazing arcade game that I sunk probably $20 worth of quarters in one wow. time as a kid. And uh, yeah, I Ben, it is on the Game Boy. So feel free mm-hmm. to, to pull it up and play it. That's when I thought of it. I played it a couple weeks ago. Uh, yeah. And that's, it reminded me after we played Ringo. Totally, yeah. Yeah, play the arcade version at some point because it is very different. and very Oh, good. cool. Okay, I don't think I played that. Sweet. We'll do Quick it. question. Yes. Is there a unicorn behind you? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. This is, yeah. this is Pinkie Pie. Oh, Pinkie Pie. Hi. Next yep. guest, Pinkie Pie. There we go. Okay, we can move on. I just needed to see the unicorn. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, it's my turn. The Spit Take Award for the funniest moment of the year. Corey, what do you got? Well, uh, I'm about to steal yours, unfortunately, Ben. Uh, both of us are on the same page so far on everything. Okay. Uh, but the funniest for me was Stanley Parable. I said in the episode uh, that it reminded me a lot of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And a lot of like that kind of British humor of that era that I always enjoyed as a kid. So maybe there's a little bit of a nostalgia thing there, too, that I wasn't really thinking about as well. Um, But yeah, I mean, I laughed out loud several times playing the Stanley Parable. It surprised me a lot. Uh, And so and I have to go with that. Nice. Uh, Torturing a small child in Goose Game. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, taking, his, taking glasses, his glasses, locking yes. him in a phone booth, honking, honking, honking at him. He was so scared, oh. and it was so wonderful. I love giving him random other sunglasses from the store. Right yes, next to him. yes, with like hearts on them and Heart stuff. Heart glasses, sunglasses, whatever's great. Um, in your commentary, I feel like I'm spoiling something that's ahead, but I just feel like it's worth pointing out yeah. here. Uh, is that you had said like maybe something about like our mental emotional states or whatever made a lot of the games that we picked kind of dark. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like Jason being like, my favorite thing was torturing a child. <laughs> like, it's just like father of two. 
uh, this is no, uh, you know, reflection on your parenting, but maybe there's just something no. necessary about the catharsis of this game in which you just torment people from my understanding of all ages. Yeah. Uh, and, I yeah. just discovered uh, goat simulator, which is kind of like goose game mixed with grand theft auto. Wait, you just discovered goat simulator. I know, right? I know. I heard that it was a thing. I just never played it. <laughs> okay. Okay, got you. I was like, how did you miss goats? <laughs> anyway, okay. Uh, I'm, I'm doing a lot more torturing, a lot more blowing things up. It's great. Oh, I'm so happy for you. Thank you. Uh, and I went with the Stanley Parable, just like Corey said. But yeah, I think that it reminded me more of, uh, what did I say? Oh, Stranger Than Fiction. And just kind oh, of the right. meta level of having Emma Thompson writing. I love that idea. Anything, anything that's meta and has someone writing a book, I'm just like... I'm all in on movies, films, novels, whatever it might be. Movies or films, by the way. <laughs> anyway, I'm an idiot. I so, guess that could be different. Right? Exactly. Thank you. I think movies are made for TV and film <laughs> is available to be awarded things. Anyways, so yeah. really loving. What did I have again? Not a hot toddy. <laughs> it's hot not buttered a hot rum. toddy. It's really a Really loving my rum. hot buttered rum that I can't remember the name of. Maybe a little too much rum. Not enough butter. Yeah. It'll be funny to see where you end up. 10 minutes from now. It'll be great. Let's get to the third award of the evening, Jason. That's mine. Uh, it is the L'Esprit de Scalier Award, uh, yes. which Ben has spelled out phonetically. <laughs> in that the most made me laugh so hard when ever. I opened it. <laughs> uh, for the biggest regret of the year. Uh, and this could be yeah. in game choice, gaming, podcasting. Uh, mine, I went kind of nostalgic with. I said, um, not playing Earthbound when I was a kid. Uh, because I played it this year and it opened up this entire alternative universe where Jason played JRPGs his whole life instead of like just here or there. Uh, and it's oh. it's opened up this whole JRPG renaissance for me and it's been amazing. Uh, and then second place for that is not playing Disco Elysium because I don't have a gaming PC and it sounds like the coolest game ever. What's a JRPG? Japanese role-playing game. Ah, okay, thank you. Your Final <laughs> Fantasies. Uh, your, okay. uh, Corey's yeah. definitely asked that before on the pod too. Oh yeah. Yes. Okay. Yep. Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure. At least. <laughs> check the tape. I'll check the tape. Yeah. 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 yeah totally. If only I'll, there I'll go was through some all the tape that we have to look for this <sighs> evidence Corey, somewhere. You won't be asking that in the future, though, because I've got a surprise for you waiting later in the podcast. Oh, oh that's going to be weird. <laughs> anyway, oh, no. uh, my L'Esprit de Scalier award <laughs> for the biggest regret of the year goes to Kona. And just because I assumed that Kona would be like Canadian Firewatch, which I guess it kind of was. It was fun. It was the walking simulator, but it just kind of left. And I think when we talked about this during it, it kind of left me just wanting to play Firewatch again, which yeah. a lot of games do, to be fair. Really like Henry and Delilah. Uh, but yeah, I think people that complain that walking simulators are just kind of like too linear or maybe too small world. The story isn't broad enough. It's not complex enough to just play Kona for an hour. And they'll realize that this can be this like sprawling world with snowstorms and car accidents and murder and like ice monsters and insanity. It's this crazy story. Uh, but yeah, I think I think if someone played Kona for a little bit, they'd have more appreciation for games like Firewatch, Gone Home, Tacoma, What's Eating, Edith Finch's Grapes, and that kind of stuff. Sorry? What's What Remains of Edith Finch? We get That's it. Right. Wow. There we go. It takes us a while to get there, but we usually find the name by the end of it. Uh, okay. Corey, what do you got? Wait, what are we on again? Oh, right. Let's the regret. Let's bring this guy. My pick for this please de escalier was during Life is Strange when I just assumed 
that Kate died no matter what and made oh, zero yeah. effort to Jeez. save her. Yeah. Did you like encourage her to jump off or? I mean, no, I <laughs> didn't it. like Do goad it. her or anything into it. I just sort of was like, meh. And I like hit like a button. I was like, I tire of this. Oh. And just like, <laughs> let it go. Please help like, me. Eh, I she's tire eventually of gonna, this. Yeah. It's like, well, she's eventually going to do it anyway. Wow. And then when I found out when we recorded that that was not the case, I was like, oh, <laughs> oh I'm a dick. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, that's my, that's my regret yeah. of the season. Good. That's good. All right, uh, the next award, the Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 Manual Award for the coolest in-game mechanic of the year, uh, for me, goes to, uh, off of actually what Corey was just saying, which is the personalized stories and endings to uh, Knights of the Old Republic 2 that we played in, that was our February game, so a year ago, because all of your choices, all of your dialogue, all of your actions actually affected your, the future and affected your interactions with characters, some characters you don't even meet because you pissed off someone. I mean, there's stuff, yeah, it wildly changes the plot and the story as you play the game, which was amazing, especially compared to playing those old Telltale games that I was so used to playing. Going to KOTOR was like, oh, this actually has an effect. This isn't just like me getting 85% or whatever at the end. The only thing it changes is like the percentages of like how many people chose John or Susie or whatever and it doesn't really change the story. So yeah, I, I, I love that, that idea or that aspect of the game. Or what do you got? Well, um, I feel like I'm still kind of, like I said, I'm new to all of the games and whatnot. And so I was trying to think, I'm like, gosh, I don't know. Everything mostly just confused me, <laughs> my learning <laughs> curve. And like, you know, just trying to like start any given game was like first an hour of me being like, what are buttons? Uh, so my my choice in-game mechanic is simply the pinball of Yoku. Yes, it was so good. You know, that's like, I just love pinball and I know how to play it and like, it was satisfying and anytime I'd get lost in the game or something like that, I could just go play pinball for a little bit. And so it's simple, it's old school, but it works for me as a new gamer. And by the way, I didn't realize how many games I'd actually played until I was looking at your list and I was like, oh, I've been here for most of these. Most of the year. year, yeah. So, you know, I feel I feel kind of proud of that, but nice. it's still pinball that yeah, you're, got me. You're going to have to stop describing yourself as a new gamer pretty soon. You're a hardcore gamer. Yeah, after I've played more games than a good chunk of people I know now. Nice. Yep. So. Uh, so, so mine was Outer Wilds and, uh, you know, all of it, uh, the planet where the islands fly off and you can like, jump on your jetpack and go through them. And I described that on the podcast. Uh, but Austin Walker of Waypoint recently described the game as ontologically flat. And I really like that. That gets to what I like about it, which is uh, every single element of the game is diegetic, is part of the story. Um, you know, even the map that you can pull up with the list of rumors, that's your character's map that comes up that you do in character. It, there's never a loading screen. There's never a sense that you're moving from one section to another. And it just all feels like a sandbox, a world you can play around in and have fun and anything is possible. And you do so many exciting, interesting things. And I, I thought a little bit about this ontologically flat idea as different than saying that everything is diegetic. Uh, because one of my favorite games of all time, Near Automata, everything is diegetic. Even the save screen is your cyborg looking at the save load screen uh, inside their head and being able to oh. load into a new body. <laughs> like, it's pretty cool. 
But the effect of uh, the everything's diegetic in Nier Automata is actually not to flatten ontology, but to make the entire thing meta, to make it all about how games work. Whereas Outer Wilds mm-hmm. is just an in- incredibly immersive experience, this toy box that you get to play in. Uh, and it's two different ways of doing that. One where I would you know, echo Austin, Austin Walker and say that it is ontologically flat in a way that Nier Automata is not. Um, but yeah, great game. What's the other game that you're saying? Nier Automata, N-I-E-R. Oh, okay. Interesting. It's like Blade Runner, but smart. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> wow. It's my favorite pitch for it. That's uh, yeah, Jason's that's favorite game of the decade, games. I believe. Gosh, I love it so much. It is. Yeah, I know you've said it many times before, but I don't think I've actually just been like, what are you saying? Nier Automata. Until just you know, now. Nier Automata. Nier Automata. Okay. That's Nier interesting. Yeah. Like that. All right, what's next? Um... Corey. Uh, Corey. The Rebel Assault 2 Award for the most frustrating moment of the year, uh, which I feel like I was actually surprised Jason didn't say this one. Uh, it's Among the Sleep when there was no oh, goddamn washing machine. Yeah, that was. Yep. Yeah. The glitch in Among the Sleep. And it wasn't even as frustrating for me because at least I only did it for a short amount of time. Like, I mean, a long time, but comparatively, I think. 30 minutes or something like that because Jason had said, Hey, there's a weird glitch in this. And then I thought, wait, maybe that's the glitch. And still that like 30 minutes that me and my husband spent like what in the world. And I'm looking at like the cheat thing and it says, find this washing machine. I'm like, I don't see it. What's happening. Where else can I look? Ah, It was infuriating. So yeah. Why is it called puzzles? (laughs) <laughs> that's the glitch that's the, that's the glitch uh so so i originally did have among the sleep on here uh and i had it on like four other spots and just went through and was like this is a game i hated why do i want to remember yeah. it? like why yeah. keep, like, keep on bringing just, it up yeah let me just move on with move my life on. Not, put it, not put it as a regret not put it as all these other things yeah. uh and so it was uh jedi outcast before cheats um mm. oh god that, that game was so tough uh but once we cheated <laughs> oh it was it was so much more fun to just mow down waves wave after wave of stormtrooper yeah, that was, I don't know how that's playable. It kind of goes back to actually Rebel Assault 2. Yeah. <laughs> the award that it's named after. Well, at least Jedi Outcast worked on some systems, right? It, it was particularly the Switch version that was. Just oh, yeah, game. that's true. Yeah. yeah. Well, even uh, I mean, I played it on uh, my Mac and it was still yeah. pretty dang difficult. But, yeah. I attempted to play it on my PC. And as you know, I simply just walked off a cliff and was like, I'm done. And yep. we're done. We're ben done. and Jason have this month. <laughs> Yeah. I appreciate that um, I can just do that from time to time. Yeah, yep. totally. You know, just, I'm over this, guys. Just be prepared for Jason or I to do that occasionally. Yeah, that's fine. Then I'll do the intro, Ben. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I don't know if I'm prepared for that. Uh, oh. my, my award <laughs> for the most frustrating moment of the year, jeez. besides this category, is Yoku's <laughs> Island Express. And not the whole game, because I really <laughs> was charmed by the story, the characters. I love the artwork. Uh, but just kind of getting lost and I really like the mechanic of pinball. I love pinball. Uh, but the, like getting lost and not really knowing what to do to advance the story. But it was like a constant frustration. I would like solve part of the, the map and then be like, now what? And just kind of, I never really knew what to do there. So that was me, a lot of me complaining to you two and be like, what do I do next? And you two not knowing like the words to be like, <laughs> yeah, uh... where are you? I'm like, I'm like the bottom left part. <laughs> You mean like, okay, Ben's just out of this month. It was yeah. a rough episode. 
that was kind of your month of being me. It was just <laughs> exactly, you know, but you still came. And now I know that I can just yeah. quit. Now, yeah, <laughs> Duh, that's the way to do it. Just yeah, quit. Just quit. Wait, just quit. If there's anything I've learned, just quit. Just quit. Just quit. All right. Great. All right. Uh, I am up with the Revan Reveal Award for Best In-Game Moment of the Year. Why and, would you do that? And that should warn you that there's spoilers ahead. Oh, my gosh. Wait, what? <laughs> no, I guess it's okay. You just said the name of a character. That's right? okay. Right? We can do that. If you don't react that way, <laughs> all right, <laughs> then people don't know it's a huge spoiler for a 20 Revan Award game. for, all right, Jay, what do the you Revan got? Reveal What's your award? award? <laughs> ah, this is weird that you're doing this in real time. I'm like, ah! I was like, my computer's haunted. I'm a little on edge. I was just watching a ghost show. Now I'm like, when someone Whoa. edits a Google Doc in front of you, my computer is haunted. It's the only explanation. I, You're definitely in New Jersey. If you believe that about Google Docs, I believe you say hainted, but still. Mm, mm. <laughs> it's hainted. It's got a haint. Yes. Uh, okay. so, so my best in-game moment of the year was Life is Strange uh, and I'm going to try to not spoil too much of these yeah. but uh, going into an alternate universe and killing your lover that was pretty dramatic oh that was pretty cool um, like it was a really good moment yeah yeah that was pretty amazing Ben wow, what do you that got game was awesome oh hey I will go uh, and mine was Night in the Woods <laughs> and just kind of overall the way that they deal with depression and anxiety and just kind of all of the the like laid back moments and the, the dialogue between the main character and her friends. And it just, it was hilarious. And I don't know all of the, the, the story was fine. It wasn't anything necessarily revolutionary, but I just thought the dialogue was, yeah, some of the best dialogue I've ever seen in a game. Uh, by the way, uh, have we covered uh, the night in the woods controversy? Oh, we mentioned it here. no, have we? What's uh, the night in the woods controversy? I don't. I don't think we have. We talked about it a lot right after we recorded the episode, and I think we said yeah. we'll talk about it on the next month. And it was like three months, three weeks later, or whatever. So I, I just want to make sure we don't let it slip entirely uh, that uh, Alec Kalauka, uh the designer of the game, the lead designer on it, uh, was credibly accused by multiple women of sexual assault and then committed Ooh. suicide. Ooh. Um, so we're not going to get any kind of um, wrap up to that story. Yeah, but he's not the only person that worked on it. It's a phenomenal game, but I don't want to just praise it kind of silently and, yeah. and let that sit. Um, you know, this, that's part of the story of Night of the Woods. Um, I taught it this year, by the way, in in my class, and it was an interesting moment in the class to talk about that. Yikes! Yeah, yeah there's a lot more to that story, and I encourage people to kind of like if if they are interested. There's a lot more to read about it, and I believe it was yeah. his, his sister was very active in talking about it on Twitter, and yeah. the people that. Uh, yeah, that knew him were very active for in both directions. So there's definitely more, but we don't want to spend the whole episode talking about that. So and, and basically the the rest of the core team had gone on already and started yes. a new company to do new stuff. And you got the, yeah. the feeling that there'd already been a falling out of some kind. Izzy sounds like a bad person. Yeah. There, yeah. There, yes. Uh Corey, you're up. Cool. It's a Segway. Good what do you got, Core? <laughs> um, so my best in-game moment is actually I kind of made this like a general best in game moment and that is basically any time i was able to solve things for myself uh, in nice. games like in monkey island and among the sleep and if i was just able to figure out something that like i had been sitting there racking my brain in any of the games trying to be able to do i think i have this i don't know this weird mindset about myself that i'm just like i'm not good at this i don't know how to do these things i can't do it uh and like i'm used to sort of when I get stuck, just being like, ah, F it, find a cheat. But 
being like, no, we're going to talk about this later and everything. I should at least give it a go. Uh, made it so I tried harder to solve things and whatnot. And so every time I managed to like just do something on my own, I was like, yeah. So that's like, it's like an overall best in game moment. It's just being like, hey, I'm not a dummy. I can figure stuff out. Shia LaBeouf was right. What? He said, just do it. And you just did it. He did and say, did just it. do it. Do it. Shia is always right. Holes. <laughs> yeah. As Shia said. Holes. Yeah. Holes. Exactly. <laughs> Keep on digging. <laughs> I believe. Anyway, the next award is for the David Fox Award for Best IRL Moment of the Year. And for me, we already talked about it. I don't think we um, did anything quite as awesome as getting coffee with one of the game creators. Uh, that we did the previous year, the year whenever we hung out with David Fox. But uh, it was uh, reliving all of Curse of Monkey Island with Corey because we had so many hours, cherished hours, cherished memories, playing that game in high school. Uh, and yeah, just love that game. And it was really fun to, to go over that again with both of you. It was awesome. Does the um, string cheese yes. <laughs> yes, experience count? Absolutely. Yeah, yes. Um, because that I still periodically <laughs> laugh for anyone who missed that uh when and actually was it even I in edited the episode? out the episode but I actually put it in the end of the year blooper so those yeah, anyone who missed a visual gag you couldn't have seen that wasn't put in the podcast yeah. if anybody missed that <laughs> much like this cat sneaking up on Jason right now yeah all of the cat shenanigans <laughs> are up there fight. too yeah. <laughs> Uh, but all this to say, oh my God, and now it's hitting you in the face with its tail. I can't. This is, this is too much. It's like it's challenging me right now. Right now is the um, moment. Right now. <laughs> this is the favorite. Um, no, uh, when Ben was trying to like low key eat a string cheese, but he did it really absurdly. And then his face kept getting bigger on the screen. What? Every time it talked, and so it was just there, you know how it switches back to you. <laughs> and every there, time there were there were some phallic elements of it too, as he flopped it around over his face. Yeah, yeah it was were. all really wonderful. Right, exactly. <laughs> just there was a lot happening, and I could not compose myself. Uh, and that was amongst my favorite things, along with, of course, uh, now being a part of all the Slack and text messages that are tangentially related to the games that we're playing all the time. We, sh we should open up our Slack to Patreons at some point. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be great. <laughs> Even just the, um, the quotes oh. channel. <laughs> yep. Yes, the quotes channel. The quotes channel is a joy. The quotes channel is all, when I, while I'm editing, the, usually the horrible things we say that I edit out, I'll just like snip it and then throw it on the quotes channel yep. for like five to 15 second clips of us saying absurd things. And the worst thing about it is that, like, half the time they're in, like, double speed or <laughs> whatever. So they also kind of give you a I headache. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Uh, but yeah. All right. For all our patrons, those cannot be used in court. I just want to make that very clear. That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, has, wait, Jason, did you share yours yet? No, but I'd love to. I would love for you to. So my best IRL moment was uh, playing games with other people. Um, I was debating back and forth between a few, and it was playing Life is Strange with Megan. Uh, we played through the entire game together. Uh, playing through Final Fantasy IX with Maddie. A uh, 30-hour game uh, that... Did I tell the story on the pod about the end of Life is Strange? Or the end of Final Fantasy IX? Maybe, but you should read... Say, yeah, say it again. Yeah, we, we get to the finale, and uh, Maddie's been paying attention. She's, like, in on this game. She loves it. She knows the characters. And uh, I call Megan, and I'm like, hey, Megs, we're at the end of the game. You should come see the ending. Because uh, she's kind of 
gone into and out of the room while we're playing. Um, and then suddenly Maddie doesn't want to pay attention anymore. And she's like playing with stuff and she kind of wanders out of the room. And I'm like, Mads, Mads, you're going to miss it. Come, come back, come back, check it out. And finally I get her to sit down and watch the end of the game. And as soon as the credits roll, I look over and she's crying and she goes, daddy, can we play final fantasy nine again? Aww. And she just didn't want it to end. She was having so much fun. And I was like 30 hour game. There's absolutely no way we're starting it all over, but <laughs> let's play a different game. And so we, we've played through a, di- a couple different games. We've, we've tried some stuff out, but I think we're going to hit on Final Fantasy X as our next game. We're a couple hours into that now, and it's, it's going quite well. Um, I'm just imagining her like crying and being like, can we play it again? And you're just patting uh, her head and being like, no, 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 definitely not. No, absolutely not. Well, you're going to have to do some of the work this time. I mean, come on. I've been carrying you. <laughs> you're going to have to pull your yeah. weight, kid. Uh, and then playing uh, Goose Game with my students, uh, Untitled Goose Game. Nice. It's been really fun. It's not all about torturing children. <laughs> that's actually it's good for people to hear that that's not your only uh interest uh although really you've just given us another incident of torturing it's a true. child oh so. it's true our last award of the i was gonna say of the night our last award of the year which actually isn't true either because wow. it's already 2020 dang it our last award the thimbleweed park award for our favorite game of the year yeah 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 um, and mine's obvious. It's uh, Yoku. I love Yoku. It's probably my favorite game of all time, if not, you know, I mean, it's probably in the top games of all time for me, if not the top. Uh, so Yoku obviously gets my so vote. My favorite part of Yoku was the pinballing. Pinballing around travel was really fun. Mm. My least favorite part of Ringo was wa- having to walk around so much. <gasps> Yoku Ishikawa? <Yeah>. What? <laughs> Where it's the storyline of Ringo, but the, anyway, yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah, but with the... Uh, <sighs> somebody make that. Okay, Jason, you go now. All right, uh, well, thanks. Uh, my game of the year is Ringo Ishikawa. Um, we we both chose games that Ben didn't like. Yep. Uh, we're I didn't hate exactly. Ringo. Whoa, and you also just said you didn't hate Yoku, and now I'm feeling like that was disingenuous. Uh, It was. It was disingenuous. Um, Yeah, Ringo was just such a wonderful game. It pulled together so many things. It it had such simple mechanics, and it did them all so well. Uh, I'm excited to see whatever else uh, that creator makes in the future, and uh, to probably hop back into Ringo before too long, because that was a great game. And if you listen to our top... 10 uh, games of the decade, then my favorite game of the year is no surprise, which is Outer Wilds, which was kind of everything that I've ever liked in one game. It was just amazing. I feel like every time I picked it up, I learned something new um, and just the story, how it was written. So like open world and not even like joking open world where you can kind of, where I guess like uh, Fallen Order is open world, but really you have to do the story linearly, right? Uh, this was very, very open world where you don't even have to finish the story to beat the game. You can just kind of like pick up tidbits here and there. And um, yeah, just all the mechanics of the game, the shuttle, all the planets, just fell in love with that game. And definitely a game I'll be playing probably every year. I love that game. Uh, yeah. And then we have a couple more things uh, kind of going into the future. Jay, you want to start us off? Absolutely. Uh, and I do want to say that um, Outer Wilds would have been my pick too, but I wanted to leave it for you. Thank you. Uh, I just want to recognize that Outer Wilds was such a phenomenal yeah. game uh, and echo you. Uh, so we got some suggestions for your holiday break, which uh, should be starting in about two <laughs> weeks ago. And so get excited for that. If you, if you go to a Cal State, I think school starts in a couple weeks still, right? 
Yeah, we still got like another 15 days for you to play these games if you're at a Cal State. Perfect. Nice. Perfect. We've got a solid one or two. Nice. <laughs> if you're on sabbatical, um, enjoy the next nine yep. months playing If you're these unemployed. Games. Forever. Fun employed. Hey, fun Go employed. buy some games. Yeah. So I recommend playing uh, JRPGs. Just all of them. Uh, Japanese. Suikoden's. Yep. Your, your Suikoden's one and two. Uh, your mother's two and three. Uh, your Bravely's default second. And uh, hopefully Bravely uh, default two coming out in a few months. Uh, your Final Fantasies, your Shin's Megami Tensei, uh, etc. Those are phenomenal. And I vow that this coming year I will make you play a JRPG. And uh, there is the possibility that... I, I'm thinking we're going to do Undertale, which is not a true oh, JRPG. Yeah. It's actually made by an American, uh, but it is very much inspired by JRPGs. Uh, and so I, th I think that might be a good way to get you into it. If you like Undertale, you may want to see some of the things that inspired it at some point. I just yeah. had to check the, the notes real quick to figure out if the game that you had suggested was called Your Mother's or not. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's called uh, it's called Mother. Uh, there were one, two, and three, um, you know, All series of sequels. and mother and mother two was translated as earthbound and the, Oh, that's mother right. Three was I remember translated. discussing this. This is yes. probably when I asked what a JRPG was. JRPG was, it stands for Jason role playing game. Jurassic uh, park Ed games, game. Jurassic park Jurassic. games, <laughs> Jurassic park. No? Game. Mm, feels wrong. And I'm going to go with ape out because that's a game that I still need to finish, but I love Thank you again, Jason, for that one. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, Outer Wilds. Again, we've praised that game a lot, but if you haven't played it, you should. And then uh, feel free to join us on what we're playing for our February game, which is uh, Star Wars colon Jedi colon Fallen Order colon the game that we're currently playing. <laughs> oh, that's so absurd. Um, <laughs> I I recommend what I have recommended, tried to get Ben and Hannah to play, and I don't think they have, Unravel 2. Uh, oh yeah, I definitely downloaded yeah, it. Yeah, which is so delightful. It's really beautiful. Mm. It's like surprisingly moving in a weird way, uh, and I find it actually really soothing to play. You're like drifting along on yarn. And you can play it as partners. You can play it alone too, but it's really fun to play That's with cool. someone. Um, yeah. So Unravel Two doesn't take very long, and I recommend it. Yeah. So for Christmas, one of the uh, presents that. Hannah got me was a little coupon book or gift certificate book that she made and designed herself and looks amazing. She did like her own fonts and own pictures and everything. And it's 12 coupons to uh, have her sit down and play a game with me uh, earnestly. Wow. And 12? so like no 12. That's so she's impressive. like, and she's like, you can use it for every month game. You can use it. You know, if we just, just one game that we want to sit down and like, and just do that one game, you can use it every time there. Uh, but it, she like won't complain. She has to like play it like, <laughs> I guess like earnestly really would be the best word. The, but yeah, yeah, like really try. try. Yeah, exactly. And not like at any point, like mid fight, you have to play this game with me. But like, you know, like, hey, what are we doing tonight? Let's do this. Use a coupon for that. So my hope is by the end of the year going into 2021, I won't need the coupon book anymore. And it'll just be like a part of her life where she's like, oh, like games can be fun. And maybe she'll be able to discover a couple of games that she likes or a new genre or something. Because uh, she really liked Goose Game. So she does want to find more games like that. So I'm hoping it's not just me saying like, you have to play the month <laughs> game that we're playing for an hour tonight or whatever. And she's just hating it. Hopefully we're able to find games that we'd like to play together. So we'll, we'll start with the twine. 
Quill yarn. Unravel. Unravel. Unraveled. I don't. <laughs> I swear that I paid for it. They took my money. I have the game. Yeah. Just do it. You'll have fun. Anyway. It's a, it's a good I'm time. I'm excited too. We'll use that game for sure. Let's put it on our list for next Let's year. There we go. Yeah, yeah. And then games that we're most looking forward to in 2020. And I think the two games I said last year were Cyberpunk <laughs> 2077 and Psychonauts 2, which neither one has released yet. So really looking forward to those coming out in 2020. And maybe the new Stanley Parable mega release or whatever, which I actually will go back and play because we paid I paid for it on Steam. And so if it gets whatever 36 new endings or whatever the new version of Stanley Parable has, I'll definitely go back and play that. Yeah, when I opened Steam today, I saw like a, a ad for it or something about it today. So presumably, nice. it is either out or coming soon. Because that was kind of our biggest gripe about it was like, oh, it'd be cool if it did like one more thing or like a couple more things. It felt like it was like a little too short or not quite a big enough. So it'd be cool to see what they do with that. Yeah. Uh, and then also in the Valley of the Gods uh, would have been nice <laughs> to come out in 2020. Oh. But the Campo Santo peeps uh, who are now owned by Valve, uh, which doesn't release games anymore, apparently. Uh, they shelved in the Valley of the Gods, which was kind of their follow-up to Firewatch. Uh, so, yeah, maybe we'll get that eventually. I doubt it, but the, the trailer that came out last year looked amazing. We'll see. It'd be cool if that came out someday. Um, go Half-Life. Anyway, Corey, what do you got? I misunderstood the assignment uh, because uh, I, I thought that this was what Jason had asked us on Slack about picking two games that weren't necessarily new, but that we were we wanted to play. Let's yeah. do that. Uh, so I apologize. Well, maybe Jason should say his 2020 games, and then we can do that and I can talk about it because oh, okay. mine didn't come aren't coming out. Yeah, I, I actually worked that into mine. Hey, anyway, nice. So so I'm with Dude, you. Dude, oh, yeah. okay. Jay, well, that's going to be a great segue, Jay. Yeah. Uh, All right. Uh, uh, so the game I'm looking forward to uh, is uh, Cyberpunk 2077. But Ben took it. So I'm going to say Shin Megami Tensei Five, uh, which was actually announced three years ago now uh, with like zero updates since then. And there was right. And you're like, okay, so that's not happening, Yeah. but it's a major series from a major publisher. Uh, and then uh, new year's Eve, the publisher posted in Japanese on their Twitter. Uh, Stay tuned for an announcement about uh, Shin Megami Tensei five. So in another three years, it's going to be very exciting. So yeah, who knows? Uh, but this is evidently the way that Atlas, the publisher likes to roll is like something big and then just nothing. Just nothing for years and years and years. And then it comes out. Nice. Fine. Awesome. It's weird. Uh, but I also, I think what I'm really looking forward to is making you two play uh, some other games. So uh, I'm excited to play Control. I think that might be a game that we'll all play. Uh, I think we might all like it. We'll see. Um, but I think I want to make you all play a JRPG and I, I've selected Undertale as my choice. So one month this year, I hope that we get to play Undertale. I've heard nice. awesome things. That made a lot of people's top 10, top 25 games of the decade. Oh, wow. Okay. So, got to check that out. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm willing to give it a go. Yeah. I am. Um, my two, one did come out this year and one is a little bit older. Um, one that I picked was called Never Alone or uh, Kisima Ingechuna. And it is the first game developed in collaboration with the Inupiat uh, native people of Alaska. So nearly 40 Alaska Native elders, storytellers, and communi community members contributed to the development of the game. Uh, you play a young Inupiat girl and an Arctic fox as they set out to find the source of the eternal blizzard, which threatens the survival of everything they have ever known. Yes, I remember this game coming out now. Yeah, and it's got, like, great ratings on everything and was, like, 
Um, like I watched the trailer for it. It's just like really beautiful. Um, and I was like, that is right up my alley, I think. So uh, we'll see. I've been wrong about things I think I'm going to like before. <laughs> but I like the idea of it as like this collaborative native thing uh, that was put together. Um, and then the other one uh, is a game called <laughs> either Potata or Patata. I don't know which one it is. Uh, a fairy flower. Uh, and this one says, this adventure platformer tells the story of a young witch exploring fairy forests to find herself and save her home. Uh, you immerse yourself into a picture-perfect fantasy, solving numerous puzzles. Ooh, I want to play that with, one with my daughter. Enemies. Yes, definitely. Uh, you reveal all the secrets and then don't forget to save the world. And this definitely, when I looked at it, this is oh, what wow. I thought as I was like, this is a play with your kids yeah. kind of game. Um, and Ben said he wanted to do more lighthearted stuff. Yeah. I think that'd yeah. be great. Um, and I looked at this and I was like, this just looks like cute and pretty. And like, I understand the mechanic of the game. It was released two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. So this one's fairly new. Nice. Um, nice. Yeah. So those are the two. It looks like it looks the artwork kind of looks like um, Yuki, Yuko, Uki, Yoku, Yoku. Boy, you're struggling. <laughs> it looks <laughs> like rum. the pinball game we played, but without the pinball. Yes, exactly. It's got a very similar look to that, which is probably what drew me to click on it in the first place. Nice. But, Sweet. Yeah. Uh, and then every year, uh, Jason and I in the past have had our Christmas soapboxes. And so it's basically anything we want to say on kind of the state of games, themes of our games, our relationship as brothers, things we need to work out. We like to do publicly sometimes. So vision for the future of mom, whatever we want to do. Uh, and I'll start it off. This year uh, was kind of a dark year for Monf. I think I feel like there was definitely some some heavy stuff we were dealing with in our real lives that maybe were reflected in our game choices. Uh, but yeah, I think just as Corey just said, it'd be nice to get back to some kind of lighter, funnier games in 2020, uh, just because that's what I remember so fondly from uh, LucasArts. Not that it didn't deal with heavy issues or, or have dark themes like The Dig, for instance, was a nostalgic game, LucasArts game, but wasn't isn't a comedy. Um, so it doesn't need to all be slapstick humor, but it'd be nice to get back to kind of that spirit of adventure and fun and teamwork that I don't think we had a lot of in 2019 in our games. So, uh, yeah, I think that's something my, my soapbox is kind of, kind of light this year, but that's what I got. Corey, what do you have? Okay. Uh, I agree that, uh, lighthearted fun things sound like a good old time. Yeah. Uh, I think it's like, it's time for that in 2020. Yeah. Uh, and similarly to my picking that game that was, uh, made, as an indigenous community effort, I think it'd be cool to like more intentionally find games that are made by like these marginalized communities. Cause I feel like a lot of the games that we did this time, we got to doing the development thing and then going, Oh, there was like a white woman yeah. who worked on this. And that was all the diversity of the entire yep, game. Totally. Uh, and so to make sort of a little more of an effort to like see kind of what is being made um by and about marginalized people um whether that's indigenous people black people latinx people lgbtqia people whatever trying to explore those things yeah, more definitely. can we put extreme meat punks forever on next year's Ooh. list then Ex i'm sorry one more time extreme meat punks forever i talked about it on the um uh games of the decade okay, uh, podcast gotcha. yep. uh i think just about every well, every character in the game is queer in some way, right? right, 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 right. Uh, and it's uh, by a trans creator, and it's freaking awesome. And I just can't wait to talk about it. So yeah, I'm maybe in. We can put that on the list. I think you'd all 
You don't dig it. I feel good about it. Cool. Is, is that me now? <laughs> that's yeah, Jason's that's turn now. now. Okay. So, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to. But by the way, Corey, I keep talking over you, and I don't mean to. My connection is bad, and like oh, no, it feels. Nice. It seems like you pause for a while, and then I'm like, oh, okay, I'll add. Oh no, my bad. Oh, it all caught up. Good. It's intentional when I do it. <laughs> yeah. Good to know. Good. <laughs> Just so we all know. Uh, Just keeping me in my place. Yeah, yeah. Jason, too. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do mine as kind of a New Year's resolution. Um, I'm going to write a book this semester. I'm on research leave, mm-hmm. so I'm excited about that. I'm also uh, hoping to make a game and at least by the end of the year get uh, kind of an ASCII roguelike version of the game going so I can test some of the mechanics. And I think uh, one thing I'd really like to do this year in Mumph is do uh, some side quests, uh, particularly something I've wanted to do for a few years, which is do a year of the game episode. So instead of game of the year, talk about what was the best year in gaming. Ooh. Uh, some big ones on the list are 1993 yeah. and 2017. I noticed that full, I think five of my top 10 games of the decade were from 2017. Wow. Um, and then uh, 1993 had uh, Doom, Zombies Ate My Neighbors, um, a bunch of great games. Uh, Day of Mist. the Tentacle. What'd you say? Day of the Tentacle. Day of the Tentacle. Uh, Sam and Max Hit the Road. Uh, Illusion of Gaia. Um, I NBA can be a jam, I believe was in there. I'm sure like five yep. star Wars games came out that, Oh, was it, uh, was dark forces 93 also? I believe it was. I think it was anyway. Well, we'll um, X wing. <laughs> listen to that episode and we'll as let as you know. <laughs> all right. That is all. Oh, good. <laughs> no more talking, Corey. I'm done. It's fine. That is all we have for you. Uh, and like Jason said, let's do more side quests in 2020. Uh, so if you have any ideas, dear listener, please let us know if you'd like to see us, uh, yeah, do a year of the game, pick a year. If you know, feel free to throw it out there, and we'd love to have you on the podcast. Even of something that all those quiet Spotify listeners who were there that we didn't know about, right? Yeah, hope, yeah, enjoy it on uh, enjoy the podcast on Spotify. Thanks to Corey, we we were able to get it on Spotify this year. Uh, and then February's game is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. We're playing that with Tyler Weaver, so Corey will not be on the February issue of month monthly. Uh, not doing that again? <laughs> that one. Just kind of out on the Star Wars games for a while. Yeah. So I don't know. I haven't even seen the latest Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> it might have to be. What's the uh, Tiny Star Wars? Was that the game that came? The mobile Star Wars game where you like build nice. your own Death Star? I'm just trying to think of Star Wars themed games. Maybe I was like, I could get behind that. Probably. Star Wars Angry Birds. We'll have to get her back, but it's not going to be <laughs> yeah. a first person shooter. Most likely. No. But no. anyway, uh, and if you really if you're all the way into this episode, if you're 40, 50 minutes in, whatever it is. Uh, thank you so much for listening all year long. Feel free to check out our Patreon, even if it's just to go look at the funny video we made a couple years ago. It is a good video. It's pretty fun. Yeah, you feel free to not give us money. But if you would like to as well, you know, that would that would help us spend more time on this. But yeah, it's a funny video. Uh, and if you can't uh, give us money, uh, please do go rate and review us on your podcatcher of yes. choice. Uh, we appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. And Is podcatcher what they're called? Yep. Anyway. Learn something new every day. So our Just when you think you know everything. Our website is menoflowmoralfiber.com. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Spotify and all your other podcasters. <gasps> but yeah, anyway. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or hey, want to join us on a podcast, feel free to email us at M-O-L-M-M-F-Pod, <laughs> at gmail.com. As always, I have been Ben. I will be Jason. It may or may not be Corey. And I am a mighty Christmas pirate. Yeah, classic. And I will devour your guts. (laughs) Oh, see y'all next year. Or later this year, I guess. Okay, well. See y'all in a few weeks. It was so close. I can I'll edit myself out.
I'll uh, I'll see myself out. All right. Uh, I'll just auto tune that. Put a little guitar solo at the end. Perfect. Please. All right. Six hours later. This is like some gravity free Brock Mansion and Bo Sweeney here. Yeah, man. 100%, 100%. No question. Check us out on Patreon. Patreon.com slash M O L M M. What? I said M. That's not even a letter. M O L M F. T I double G R. Malt. It's malt. You know how to Ben's spell malt. Ben's having an aneurysm and we're just <laughs> laughing about it. Oh my god. Pew 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 pew. In the news. Malt in the news. Sorry to interrupt your ceremony. It's nothing personal. I just want to devour your god. We're going to crash your party. Let's get screwed. I don't care. You f*** the world up now. We'll f*** it all back down. Let's get screwed. Mine says, money in the morning, money in the evening, money for breakfast, money crisp. I like your test. That's amazing. Sorry, you just awkwardly shoved in your mouth trying to be smooth. It was- it's not awkward. It's string cheese, Corey. <laughs> um, as I was looking through those, uh, I did find some ROMs online. ROMs the way you play video games that you don't have actual system for and download. Named after ROM Manual. ROM Manual. That's correct. Uh, Are you seducing yourself? I'm sorry. It just really, that was distracting. Uh, no, but- it's just string cheese. <laughs> It's not distracting at all. It's stringy. <laughs> I don't like string cheese like that. Okay, um... Well, how are you supposed to do string cheese? <laughs> You're like my little John. You're my lead singer. You're... Nope. 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 I'm excited to hear about it. Yeah. <laughs> you little shit. <laughs> so, uh, I have a feeling it's going to come back up. This doesn't yeah, feel no. like something you're not obsessed with. Oh, I'll bring it up again. Yeah. Green cheese is so good. Did you know it's just mozzarella? This is this is unusable. Oh, God. <laughs> ben was so proud of the fact that the listener at home would have no idea what was happening in this intensely visual. It's so good. Imperial forces are giving it to the rebels. <laughs> Well, good, because that was a terrible segue. <laughs> and, and it's like, from then on, every time he's your bumper, he's like doing penance. Aww. The gag would never be explained to the audience. I'll come back the to the mozzarella would... in a little bit. Oh, my Please God. Continue. The audience would have to, to live on in that ambiguity and lack of knowledge. Okay. Our visual gags in this podcast right now. <laughs> I know. People are really missing out. This should be a video show. Um, okay, now that you're not shoving mozzarella into your face. I can't wait till, like, like I've been on here for, like, 20 episodes, and you can just make a compilation of every time I'm like, that's not a segue! That's not how you segue! Stop doing this! Hey there, little boy, here we go! <laughs> no, yeah. don't. Geese are awful, but that's still Did you say video show like you're 90 years old? Yeah. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Oh man, we're off to such a good start. Visco girls snorting bass. <laughs> we're gonna get to Jason to bed nice and early. Um, yeah. Uh, I have a mannequin wife. Uh, do we have a do we have a theme for Jason's emergent moments? Yeah, yeah. I'll write that up right now. Thank you. Emergent moments. Yeah. Uh, How can we make whiskey but cheaper and yeah. a lot more of it? Yeah. And not have to use barrels and stuff. And aim it at uh, young drinkers. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that in. is made for undiscerning taste. That's yeah, exactly. That. Which, again, exactly. maybe also applies to this game. So. Oh, how you guys. No, I like the game. I don't want, I'm not trying to be a dick about it. I do like the game. I enjoyed it. I had fun. You're, but you're succeeding. I mean, also in this <laughs> no, game. I'm not trying. I don't even have to try to be a dick. So I looked into. Thank you, Jason. Ben is so square, he's looking for a medical card in a state where recreational marijuana is legal. We have a dispensary two blocks from my house, okay? And so, he's but I was looking in there before be like, I got acupuncture. I would acupuncture. like one marijuana, please. No, Ben is so square, he thought, do I smoke weed or have people shove needles in me? Yeah. And he picked needles. I guess needles. I go with the needles. That's right, and I picked needles. I guess I go with the needles. I did pick needles. And it worked! Well, there you go. And now our mini feature, does Ringo pass the Bechdel test? <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. Welcome back to Month in the News, Brock. One of my like favorite movies ends with like the comeuppance for the bully is being called a homophobic slur. Wow. And I was like, <sighs> You and I remember Toy Story very differently. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my drink is Ben's urine. Um, <laughs> When brothers get too close. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's oh, okay. Well, <laughs> um, let's bring it back. What were we talking about again? <laughs> the two greatest cow quarterbacks of all time. This feels like Jason. They're all done digitally painted. Um, done digitally painted. <laughs> <laughs> they all done got digitally painted. <laughs> they done got digitally painted. Got one of them there Wacom tablets. Um, and so. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was awesome. Oh, no. I will be Jason. Oh, shit. <laughs> I wasn't like that. Wait, I and am I, a As always, I'm a mighty pirate. <sighs> Best not to dwell on the past. <laughs> Old Samuel looks forward like a clock. We'll surely avoid scurvy if we all eat an orange. And, um... Well, uh... Door hinge? No, no. Guess the song's over then. Guess so. Okay. Back to work.